from how many of you tried to stay up and said, I'm falling asleep by it?
and we sing with every breath. I try, but I can't do it. Then there are just some awesome people in this world, just great awesome people, who when they say I'm going to do this, they just do it. Aren't they special? Yes, they are. Special. <laughs> they probably have those Nike shoes that has the whatever. <laughs> or came in last or whatever the name is. God bless their hearts. Lord, please help me to go to bed tonight and wake up tomorrow with the willpower to overcome every stronghold, to achieve all my desires, and to have the strength to make life changes for my health, my spiritual life, and giving me great faith. What do you think? I just want to go sleep, and I just want to be get up in the morning and look at my face and go, oh, whoa, I look like I'm in my 30s again, and, and I feel great, and I'm like, pow, 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 I can do with anything. You know all the things that you said, if I get through this, I will never do that again. I can remember saying, I mean, I, oh, brother. We've all said some crazy things, haven't we? I want to say this very important statement. We are living in the last days. Scripture makes that very clear. The Bible um, has many, 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 and I didn't write them down, uh, about the end times and what to look for. There are scriptures that says, I do not want you to be ignorant I do not want you to not know. Even though he says, no man knows the hour but the Father. But he also said, but I don't want you to not know the season. So he does show us there's going to be a season that comes when all these things that I've written down will come to pass and then the Lord will return. I'm going to be preaching, um, I mean, as long as I'm here, I'm going to be preaching some, I think, some awesome subjects. I can't wait to get to heaven, explain how big it is, what it looks like, and that there will be a new heaven. So we're not going to be up in heaven all for eternity. Heaven will come to earth, and this earth will be blown away, dissolved, and we will be living in a heaven on this earth. So God's got to do some, some major, like he's a great architect, so believe me. He'll have it done in no time, and we won't recognize what, we won't remember any of this, any of this. And whatever God does is, is good. But I want us to know things so we know that how to be prepared. All right. And to be honest, you know, I, I think about these things because of, funeral business, and because of just life experiences. I don't ever want to boast about tomorrow because I don't know at that point. None of us do. And I think at times we need to be really, we, we're living in this, on this earth. You know, this isn't our home, this is a journey. Everything I do matters for a journey. Everything. I was listening to a sermon this morning on that. And um, so I need to be prepared constantly for what's to come. And uh, that's why a lot of the saints used to say, you've got to be prayed up. 
And I'll tell you what, none of us have prayed so much that uh, we got it all together. But I'll tell you what, we certainly can get there the best we know how. All right, so it's very important to our lives that we don't know any of us if we will be here in 2020. And if so, the countdown continues and the word of God says to be prepared. <clears throat> to be honest with you about my desires, I have so many for this year. But I stand here and I tell you this. I want to finish the race I personally am in. With everything I am and have in me. I want to make it. I want to not leave this world um, like a pitiful little thing who just barely made it in. And just pitiful and never making it. Life is hard. Life is very hard. And I want you to understand, God has things planned, and you will notice that things come in patterns, and every so many years, it's a new revelation, a new time we're living, as we all realize that last year was different, the other year was different. It's not like it used to be when we was at Lazarus and people cared about their department. And, and if you was in the lingerie department, you knew everything about lingerie. Now they just don't care. So the, everything has changed. But God sets things up. And we're going through new cycles, new dimensions in life that are getting us closer to his return. So it's kind of like new devils. New levels, new devils. And the devil is working harder than he's ever worked. Every day when he knows the things to come, he's not stupid. He knows that there's going to be things to come, but he believes that maybe somehow he can whip it. But in the meantime, he's whipping you and I. So we got to realize that we're in this world, we got some, some huge dynamics. Don't ever think that you're living in a perhaps, oh, that's how life goes, yes, 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 yes. But we're battling principalities constantly. I could give you a, a million for instances, even to the place that when I was talking to Jo Lynn on the phone, and she was pouring out things for our lives, my old dog once started barking as loud as he can, and his bark is deafening. And I'm telling you, you can say, well, that was just something. Uh-uh, no, that wasn't something. That was the devil. Now, how's he going to work in my dog? Oh, well, he's my dog. Even Tiffany said, well, there's the devil. Because we needed something from her. We, God was giving her a message for us. And the old devil used my little dog, Gilead, the bomb of Gilead, to just bark and bark and bark. So we've got to be constantly aware. All right. So I care a lot about this year. Um, I don't want to continue in my, in my life. I'm a goal setter. I have a million pieces of paper in my purse. I have something in my purse right now that tells me what I need to get before I get home. 
And then I want to get home, I got things that I want to change today. That's how I live. It's the only best way for me. But I don't want to talk about, I mean, I look at my life and um, I've achieved a lot, and yet there's been things that I, you know, I've lost 90 pounds twice, 50 pounds four times, and one pound a thousand trip. <clears throat> and so there's things in my life I've got to change. I have to change for my health, et cetera, et cetera. Will this be the year that I do it, or will it be next year? When will be the year that I make some major commitments, not only to the temple I live in, but to my spiritual life? I can remember my dad telling me, um, oh, I wish you could have seen me. Um, back in the day when preachers were real preachers, and uh, there used to be revivals, and people were out at the altar and so forth. I can see my dad now walk the aisles. And he might grab somebody's hand and say, at an altar call, he called it a lot of ladies, older lady, mother. Or, you know, I forget what else, but he'd say, Mother, do you want to come to Jesus today? And do you know how many people said, I'm not ready yet? He'd be looking at an elderly woman, I mean, I'm I'm middle-aged now, right? Look how it is. 60. I think I only got how many more years I got. <laughs> but anyway, when is the right, what are we waiting for? Because we're waiting for a right time. And what happens if we miss heaven because we don't have the right time, at the right time? We're fooling ourselves. But that's how the devil does. So um, my point is this. I can play this game as long as forever. As a matter of fact, I've played a lot of games, and this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to try. Because some of them are difficult. They take a lot of strength from me. So I'm going to get up, and I'm going to walk, and then I'm going to read my Bible, and then I'm going to pray. And the hardest thing I have is sitting and being silent and waiting for God to talk to me. I mean, I'm like, could you just do it real quick? But there's things that will get my life with Jesus will make my life with Jesus so much better. And I will have gold, I will have blessings, and I will overcome. But see, in my own willpower, some of those things take all I have. And for you too. So this year, this has to be, you know, God wants to bless you. He wants to make us healed and whole. He wants to change our, our unique um Works. He wants to get us closer to him and closer to going to heaven. So we have to make those decisions. What we do now matters for eternity. <coughs> what you do every day matters for eternity. God records every word, every thought, every deed you ever do from second to second. And I'm not proud of the book that he's going to open for me. I'm going to be like, don't any of you get in line with me, please. Of course, I don't want to hear yours either. <laughs> so what is that going But it is going to be what it is. And what we do for God is only him that's going to give us the reward and matter. Nothing. All right. 
So friends, we are going to need many things to help us to be true believers. There's going to be a remnant which is very loud and clear. We can come to church for a hundred years, sing songs, blah, 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 act like we're, you know, if we don't really know Jesus, you're, you're teetering. You're teetering on eternity. And there's going to be a remnant in the last days, and the remnant are going to be a very few number. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I have to be around the remnant. Because I need, now I care about everybody more than Tiffany can tell you, I'm so burdened about all of your lives and things I see and things that I feel that I, she can tell you, I can't understand you. And you might not know that I'm hearing that much about you, but I'm worried to death about some of you. And I worry and worry and pray and pray because I don't think you'll listen to me. I go, don't do that. And you'll be like, I'm doing it. So I have to pray that God gives you what you need to know. But there's going to be a remnant that are going to stand for God when every storm comes. And I have got to find the remnant that I can hold arms because days are coming. And if you don't know God and know the remnant, you're going to fall. I got to do it for myself. All right. Hang in there with me because this is going to be good. All right, remember that um, stand for Jesus when the world hates us and we become weak. One of the things I've been hearing recently, my dad told me this, and I'll repeat it. One of the things that are going to happen in these end days is Satan wants to make us so devastated, so destroyed in our faith, and that we just cower down and we kind of quit. I had borderline there a hundred thousand times of being so weary that I felt I just can't carry this load. And that's exactly what Satan wants to do to you and I. I could talk to you all day about where he hits me, and I'm starting to learn how to battle him differently. So the devil comes to kill, still, and destroy. There isn't one day in your life that the devil isn't working on you. Don't think you're so great, because I know he, I, 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 he loves me. He gets me in my thinking, and now I'm like, nah. <laughs> it's very clear who he wants to devour. One of his greatest triumphs will be making the Christians grow weary, faint, and give up. You know why? Because he wants to go back to God and say, they didn't trust you. They really didn't know you. I didn't see them ever talking to anybody about you, so they must have not been too great in the faith. Guess I got them. See your people? Got them again. Don't think that didn't happen. So let's get stronger and become great overcomers, goal achievers, and grounded in his word. So when the storms rage, we can have unshakable trust. Anybody want it? I'm sick of being wishy-washy. I can be so, I mean, I'll just tell you everything. I'd always be willing to tell you until life is hysterical. 
But anyway, <laughs> please pray for us. We're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, yes. But I want, I'm tired of being in and out, out and in, up and down, devastated one day. Now, during the day that something doesn't come against us. I mean, I'm going through some battles that it's like machine guns, and I'm sick of it. I'm like, stop it! I know the word of God, I know God. But none of us are to the place that we don't get heavy laden, we don't get sick, fearful, and we go through life because we're just humans. I'm not saying that you're gonna to get to the place that you're just not like superwoman or whatever, but I wanna to get to the place that I know the word of God so much more and I'm spending more time with God that God fills me with all the things I need. So I want to emphasize that trust is not an obligation. We owe God. It is a privilege that he makes faithful people. We are in, invented to trust God. And by doing so, we open the door to a life of peace, joy, and fruitfulness. Anybody want that? You ever have a day where you felt no joy at all? Uh, how about, you know, you feel peace? I had a phase there was no peace in the house because I wanted to hurt me. <laughs> or I was sick of being something happening. And I was mad at them because how they acted. Or how they said something to me that was offensive and mad I had to deal with it. Remember, when we speak things to another person, let's remember, we might mean it, we might feel it. We might feel it's a just justified. Let's pray about what we say. I've said enough words to kill some people. And one lady, I took her off once so bad. I mean, oh God. Woo! And she's still my friend. And I look at her every time I see her thinking, you're awesome. Now this has been three years ago, but when I started on her, it was like I started from the top to the bottom. And I was ticked off with her, and I thought it was justified. But I can tell you this, it wasn't right. Now, if somebody's trying to kill you, I think it's okay if we're mad at them. Like, bad thought. But, do you feel me? Because what I say to you offends you, and now you got to work through that. So the person you just offended because you thought you had to say something, they're working through it for days trying to get over it, and you don't even know you said anything. Zipped. Say uplifting words. Say, I want to help you. Say, I'm so glad to see you. Don't just say it because you feel like it. It ain't God. Thank you. When I'm just saying it because I'm sick of all the times that somebody felt they needed help me. And it wasn't helping. When we mix a healthy portion of trusting God into everything that we do, hear that? It enables us to live without worry, anxiety, fear, reasoning, and a debilitating stress. What the heck? What kind of pill is that? I'm taking it. Do you understand what I just said? I know what it's like to feel like my brain cells are going to bust. 
I mean, do you know how many times that I was in my car and my dad had fallen, bleeding, sick, in the hospital, and I buried him every time from the time I got in my car to the time I got to the hospital, wherever he was. And one day I said, Dad, you're killing me. Anxiety, I thought my chest was going to absolutely explode. I thought my brain was going to have a stroke. I thought, so we can, we do live in those types of times when we feel like we are going to be bust because it's so difficult. I know that I don't know everything. I need to know about trusting him. And I am convinced that without him, I can't do anything. Now, some of us are self people. I'm a self person. I mean, I have, seriously, I can't think much, but I still do get me to tell you. I have moved for, I have moved a grand piano by myself a hundred times. I have, that's why my back is so bad when I'm sitting here. My back is broke. I have moved furniture. I have done things because no one was around. I don't like to ask people. There wasn't anyone to ask. I didn't feel like anybody would help me. And I have done things on this back for booty. Seven it. And I think I can do everything because I'm the man and woman and the woman of the house. And there's no one to help me. But I know this, that without God and going to him and saying, Lord, I need you to provide someone to help me. Lord, I can't do this by myself. I'm feeling weary and my back is killing me. Could you send people? Could you make this, I mean, make me be able to just lift a piano by my two hands. Whatever you gotta do. Because no matter how sufficient, efficient I think I am, what can I do without God? Will I say the right things? Will I be a blessing? But how about the peace that I need in my life? What about the joy that I desire? What about the times that I, I feel overwhelmed? Can't, isn't that what God does? God wants us to lead, learn to lean on him at all times and in all things. Now I, got, I want to be real specific about this. Do not ever believe that you don't have to do a thing. Well, God's just working this all out. Zelch, zero, no, not. Now, God works everything out for his glory, and he can use anyone at any time to achieve his goal. But if you think that you don't need to pray, that you don't need to do anything, that you're depending upon God, and he's just working these chess pieces or checkers up there, and he just has you, and he's like, I'm this church, God's got it all. God doesn't have to do anything for us. Now, if we're not in Christ Jesus, he owes us nothing. But we as Christians, he's there to guide us, to be within us, to surround us, to be in every ounce of our day seconds. But we have to have a relationship with him. It's such a compound when people go, it's God's hands, God's hands. 
Have you asked God if he's got it? Have you talked to God about it? We've got to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Yes, but don't I need to take my petitions to him and talk to him, have a relationship? I mean, don't I want to go back and say, Lord, I'm trusting you on this situation. You can give it and really trust him and believe him that he's going to do it. Yes, but if we don't do a part, how do we expect God to do it? Nothing is too small for God to be involved in where his children are concerned. Anybody got an amen on that? So that means you. Since individuals tend to be self-reliant dependent, it usually takes us quite a while to learn how to trust God. Part of the difficulty stems from our unpleasant experiences that often teach us that people can always be trusted. But God's ways are for are far above those of us. Isn't that something? Sometimes I don't have to figure it all out. Sometimes I don't have to go, well, how, how, how's he been here forever? How, how's that? You know what? I, on some of those things, I go, you know what? It's God. It's bigger than me, and I don't have to figure everything out. Now, some things I want to know, I just have to go to the Bible. No. His word teaches us that his character is such that he cannot lie or deceive. You don't even know how big that is. Because what happens if God changed his mind all the time? Or what every 10 years he changed what he feels about life? Well, now it's 2019, and now I feel like it's okay if you, you know, do this and that. His word is true from the very beginning to the very end. He's, and at the end of the Bible, it says, do not change anything that I've wrote. Nobody change anything because this is my word, the word of God. And I don't think he's pleased with that. I am getting to the end. I want to trust him without borders, and I want to have a faith beyond reason. Total trust in God should be our goal, not only because it honors God, but also because the benefits are astounding. So when I'm in my home or wherever I'm at, and I'm in pain and agony in my body or my mind, and I'm worried about this, and I'm worried about that, and I'm worried about that, how about going to God and saying, Lord, teach me to know how to trust you. I got that problem. Teach me how to know your word so much that I just so depend upon you. When I talk to Joanne, I wanted everything she has. She has a trust factor that I desire to have. She's up here and I'm up about there. Because she just, and I'm like, but she was quoting me scriptures and she goes, does God lie? And, and I mean, she was on it. When we trust God, it pleases him. Hebrews 11, 6 says that without faith, it is impossible to please him. And I can't tell you how many times my father said that to my mother. She laid in bed sick. Faith is a substance that invites God into our lives. It maintains his presence in our lives. You get that? We can't serve a God on our, on our thinking. Well, 
come over on Wednesday. I'll call you and let you know if I'm free. No, maybe come over on Friday. No, I don't have time this week. But hey, don't forget to heal my aunt. And remember all the problems I got? You're still working on that, right? Mm -hmm. It connects us to him in a very powerful way. Why is it so hard to really trust God, Andy? You know, I used to, I'd, I'd go through crisis and I'd say, oh, I'm never going to forget what he did. Oh my God. I mean, I've been through some stuff, like all of you. And I said, I'll never cuss again. <laughs> I'll never think anything bad again. <laughs> I'll never do this again. And with so much time, I forgot all of it and went back to my other way. Do you hear me? And so how do I do that? Every day I gotta stick with Jesus. Because trust me, I'm getting my flesh all time down, 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 down. Flesh. And it seeks to prevent us from enjoying relationship with God and the life he offers us. Satan tempts us with fear, worry, anxiety, reasoning. And I wrote that down for a reason. How many times do you reason things out? Well, now you don't know how that person bothers me. And now you don't really know. Now, I, I got to explain. We reason things in our mind that it's okay. That's why most people believe the craziest things about heaven that aren't even far from being the truth. But they want us to do that to feel good themselves or their love and other things that take our mind off of God and cause us to lead self-absorbed lives in which we desperately try to take care of ourselves just gotta point that out the only antidote for these miseries is complete trust in God in closing Jeremiah 17 7 says blessed is the man blessed is the man who believes and trusts and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence is in the Lord. Amen. So sometimes I've had faith levels that have been so high, and I would say, I'll just use Sony. And I'm talking to Sony, and I'm thinking, eh, how come she's not getting this? How come she's not up where I'm at? I mean, duh, Bible says. Well, the next thing I know, I've slipped and slide straight down because something traumatic came, and I'm like, I don't know if God's going to help me. You don't know how many times I'm saying this about myself. I'm just saying, oh, I'm never going to make it. I thought that this morning, I was getting ready, went through a period of the most pathetic thoughts. The devil was saying, you're never going to be better. That boy's going to kill you. This is never going to work out. It was dim. It was dim. And I said, no way, I'm not listening to you, get. And I had to then start talking to the Lord about what he promised and that I'm depending upon him. This year's gonna be one of the hardest and best years, I guess, in my life. I'm transforming, I'm, taking, I'm leaving a place that, that's all I know, people that I've known for people 60 years, and um, yesterday when I was here and I started getting my Christmas decorations together, I bawled my eyes out. Because you don't know what it's like for me to leave this church and to think that I'm having to work through this and I'm getting better. I feel like I'm leaving my father. I 
feel like I failed. I feel like I tried and I feel so sad about things that I can't hardly stand it. Sydney had to preach to me before I got out of the house to go into my our home. I was bewildered and just feeling like what's going to happen with the division in February 23rd, 26th. I, I can't hardly stand it. The weight on me is more so heavy. I feel like I, I'm not able to carry it. So I'm having to work through my own trust and my own, I'm going to a place that we're happy about, but I'll know no one. I got to get doctors. I got to make sure my insurance, this and that. So the load, I feel like they can't argue. God, how do I do any of this? Why ever have a friend? And then I, I said, will, they, will anybody miss me? Will anybody ever think about me? So I'm going to call you and so you can get a candy fix. <laughs> and then I'll tell you some crazy stuff that I'm going through. And then you'll be like, yes. And it'll give you hope for your day. Okay? So I'm going to be calling you and tormenting you. But so I decided that I can't play this game of 2020, 21, however long God tears. He's coming back, people. And if we ever had to do things right, we're not going to have a lot of chances. Don't hope that you get into heaven by the slippy slip at the last moment. we got to start getting things off of us, praying things off of us, making decisions to do things totally better. <laughs> Number one, we got to give our life totally to God. You got to start making time for God. Number one, don't give me any excuses about you got to work till six and you got to then go to Boy Scouts and then this and that. I worked three jobs at one time in my life, right? Maybe you have two. And I had the, the cleanest house, I manicured the trees and the woods, and I killed myself. And killed my body, so that wasn't such a great thing. But we have time for what we want to make time for. You give me $500 Macy card today, and if it's in New York, I'm Tiffany Meyer on the way. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So is God our priority or not? Okay. Thank you for being patient and listening. I want you to know that I'm not trying to be Anything I'm not, as you well know, this is who you who I am. But I want you to know when the anointing hits me, I just feel I gotta tell you what he tells me. And I gotta continue because I don't want you to miss anything from the Holy Spirit. Because somebody in this room today received something that I said that will help them, not because of me, but because of God. In the show up here for me. I'm not trying to go three hours and you guys lose your mind, but I'm trying to give you as much as I can while I'm here. I feel the responsibility. I don't want any of your blood to be on my hands. And so I wanted to tell you, and you'll make the decisions of what you do in your life. When I leave, I can't, I'll pray for you, but I can't worry. I've done all I can for you to get to heaven. You'll be your decision. But God has to be number one in 2019. We need to pray. I don't care if you like Trump or not. Who cares? I don't like anybody someday. All of them make me sick. But the point is, if we don't pray for our government, then why? Then 
if we don't pray, huh? If it's just one or two of us, we got to continue to pray for the government, and because nobody's making the right decision, not either party, not any of the people. Let's be honest. And so we need to pray that they make the right decision. Because let's face it, do you think they're trusting God? And when they're there in the all their getting think right now, representatives or all of them, you think they're like, Lord, please, even if it's you know, I gotta shake the Republicans' hand or I gotta shake the Democrats, you think, Lord, tell me what to do. You think they're doing that? No. And that's why we're in the mess we're in. Because we don't want God. But I do. Do you? Would you stand for him when nobody stands for him? If you're in a room and they say, who loves God, would you stand if nobody stood? Because God says, if you're ashamed of me here, I will be ashamed of you there. What's that say? Praise God. Feel his presence in a mighty way right now. And I'm thankful because I need him. I need him desperately. I just want to pray for us right now. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I'm thankful that you showed up today. When we invite you, you're always welcome, and you come where you're welcome. You don't come where you're not invited. And Lord, I don't want you to ever not be invited in our lives because we can't make it without you. We need you in our thought pattern, in our home life, in what we feel is most important. We need, Lord, I'm asking you to shake us up. Take off everything, Lord, that we don't need in our lives. Take off everything that we that has become who we are, but it's not beneficial. Help us, Lord, to be loving, be kind. And giving to others, if it's just a cookie, or you pour coffee for someone in the back. Lord, let us be who you would want us to be. That we're in this journey together, and we help each other. I praise you, God, for your, for who you are, and what you can do in our lives. You want to, but we have to come to you and say, Lord, I surrender my life. If you want me to go this direction, I'm going. If you don't want me to go there anymore, I won't go. And if you don't want me to do this, it's going to be hard, but you'll help me, Lord, because I want to see this site like to this site. And in order to get there, I've got to stay close to you and have a relationship with you if it's just me going by myself. Help us, Lord, to have a faith level this week. And when we don't feel faith, we go, Lord, I don't feel any faith. I have zero. So you can start from there. Help me to have faith. Help us to read the scriptures that build up our faith. We can't know you if we don't talk to you or read your word. Praise you, God, that you want us to be knowing you. Be with your people, Lord. Be with you. Amen. Let's sing that.
Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Remember the hymnal, 349. 